By the year 2020, India could have universal health care for all its citizens. This vision was set out in a call for action, voiced at a symposium held in the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine to mark a special India edition of the medical journal The Lancet. One of the editors, UNICEF economist Shiva Kumar, explained how growth in the Indian economy is sufficient to pay for comprehensive health care, despite a number of obstacles. After his talk, I asked him about the significance, as he saw it, of the Lancet Special Edition. I think it's been a fascinating experience over the last three years of working with Lancet. And in India, we have brought together over 30 experts in public health uh, from across the world, mostly from India, and done a fantastic analysis of the situation of healthcare in India. And a lot of the papers also highlight what the way forward is in terms of India moving rapidly to universal health coverage by 2020. Do you think that is actually possible? Well,、uh, it is possible, it should be possible, and if not, the consequences could be quite serious for a country of India's、uh, position today that is aspiring to sustain its 8 to 10 percent growth, because that growth rate cannot be sustained unless you invest in people's, enhancing people's capabilities and particularly improving, improving the health of Indians. Now, can you run me through some of the figures? Because I, I heard you mention 3 percent of GDP and 1 percent of GDP、uh, as, as some. Something that can be achieved, you can actually spend much more on healthcare. Yeah. See, the story starts by recognizing that India spends、uh, the government. Public spending is only 1% of GDP, and that accounts for about 20% of total public spending, which means that 80% of, of health expenditure is private out of pocket. And the government of India made a commitment in 2005 to increase it to 3% by 2012. And I think this increase is fundamentally critical,、uh, not only to improve the quality of public provision of pub health, public health services, but also to reduce the out of pocket burden on private individuals. Now, that would be a great、um, story, a, 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 a wonderful story, but you've also been talking about inefficiencies, problems, inequalities, differences between states. What indeed are the problems in the Indian context? Well,、uh, one major problem when it comes to health,、uh, when you talk about increasing public spending, is what the sources of revenue are going to be. And there's been a lot of confused thinking, and I would strongly argue that what all the、uh, analysis points to is that India has to rely on taxation as the major source of financing and give up its idea of using user fees and other small ways of raising revenue. The second is that if you look at interstate differentials in health outcomes, Poor health states are also states that spend very little on health. So the big question is how do you increase the public health spending of the poorer states? And this means that India really needs to look at different systems of equalization of per capita health spending across states. What about the political climate, though, for doing this? Do you think it is there that there will be a will to actually spread things out so that poorer people get better health care? You know, there's been a big change in the political climate in India since 2005 when this UPA government took charge. And a number of progressive social policy legislation and initiatives have been introduced, including the Right to Information, the National Rural Employment Guarantee Act, the Right to Education, and so on. So there is a strong political support and commitment. And I must say, as somebody who has been working in this field, that when you talk to the political leaders, whether it is the Prime Minister Manmohan Singh or his colleagues or Mrs. Sonia Gandhi, they are completely 
completely seized of the problem of poor health and the urgent need to step up uh, public spending on health, and it is a national priority, and I'm sure with a little bit of public mobilization, uh, we will get there. You yourself mentioned that insurance rates, the number of people insured, uh, are very low, and that there's uh, an incidence of what you call quackery and crookery in India. Will that be addressed and overcome, do you think, uh, easily, with this extra money that does look as if it's available? There are two things. One is that the extra money that we are talking about in terms of public spending should go into uh, providing uh, universal financial protection to all. India has been uh, addressing the questions of the poor, but what we argue in the Lancet uh, paper and in our call to action is that uh, poor uh, unaffordability of health is as much a middle-class problem as it is a problem of the poor, and that the benefits of risk pooling and the demographic advantages will be realized only if we cover all. So in that sense, we are talking of a universal social uh, financial protection for all. At the same time, of course, we're also recognizing that we need to increase increase in a phenomenally the public investments in terms of uh, the number of health workers in the country, in terms of medical education, in terms of the health facilities and so on. So the, 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 the success of what we are proposing will depend largely on public investments in strengthening the public provision of uh, primary health care and secondary health care in this country. So primary health care could be one of the top things? Yes, in fact the analysis shows that even after 60 years we do not have a strong primary community-based primary health care system in India and so we are arguing that of the tax revenues that are allocated for public spending uh, almost 60 to 70 percent we should earmark for primary and preventive health care. So finally, what would you like people to take home from your take on, for instance, the, the call for action that we've been hearing? Well, our take is that it is not too late for India to step up and do something, that the solutions have to be uh, developed within India. There's an extraordinary amount of international experience uh, and knowledge available, and India needs to tap this wealth of experience from across other countries and design a universal healthcare system uh, that ensures equitable and affordable healthcare uh, that is quite indigenous and and uh, is grounded in the context and cultural realities and political realities of our country, of India. Because I think most of us have a global vision of the very fact that India will very soon emerge as one of the richest countries of the world. So do you think the health system will keep up to that sort of image? Uh, I think it's the other way around. Unless the health system uh, uh, gets into gets its act together, I think the dream of becoming the richest uh, nation in the world or becoming a superpower will not be realized. Because if you see any advanced nation, uh, the indicators clearly clearly tell you that in terms of social opportunities, they're far superior in other countries than in India. And the success of India uh, will really depend on what it does in terms of uh, investing in social, uh, social policy and uh, social legislation and expanding social opportunities for people. That was Shiva Kumar, economic advisor to UNICEF India in New Delhi. He was talking to me at the symposium held in the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine to launch the special India edition of The Lancet. For Audio News, I'm Peter Goodwin.